Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie's about to jump on and I need a minute to absorb what happened last night. And I feel like this episode is a therapy session for me to get through last night. We get into the Celtics' uh, new updated info, some of the games tonight, and some of the results of last week. Listen in. Enjoy the end result of last night's game, to say the least. So, Ooh, uh, I was wondering. So, let me a question: At what point in the game did you turn it off to start watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette? You know, <laughs> okay. Uh, I no, it's Love Island first. Let's get it oh, correct. Okay, sorry, Love Island. All right. Um, no, I think I stuck around till about the six-minute mark into the fourth. Um, and when I, when you see your man Dudley come in, you know, the game is over one way or another. So Dang, when I, when I saw that at the very end, cause obviously I turned it off and, and then kind of turned it back on towards the end just to see the, the result. And I saw him in the game. I definitely was thinking to myself, wow, this is bad. Yeah. Like not even getting, getting some time future me or other guys, which even if you're down big. I still think that's an opportunity for some, like for your coach to run some sets for that second unit, maybe to get a little bit of chemistry and stuff. And I know you want to turn the page and everything, but when you get a second unit in there for them to get some of these minutes and some of these reps, obviously that's a huge component of what is keeping the Lakers from, from being yeah. the Lakers of last year is that second unit, not producing and some of the other guys. So look, um, I watched the entire game. <laughs> the second unit had plenty of chances <laughs> to do something and they just, they all like from the very beginning, the first couple plays, I'm like, dude, they're killing it, hitting threes, a couple of drives to the basket. They're up 11, like two. I'm like, good. This is that. This is how you want the game to go. And then they just couldn't make shots. And like the announcers, you know, we're talking about like something's wrong with LeBron. LeBron was doing everything right. Like these guys had wide open shots, like wide open corner threes. You're hitting the side of the backboard like you're Paul George. Like, come on now. Hey. Like, He's, he's, uh, you could tell very, very frustrated. Oh yeah. AD goes down again. And you know, the uncertainty of if he's not going to be able to play, that's going to be a tough task to overcome, man. I mean, from when he went down, you basically halftime of what was it of game four. And then yeah. last night, yeah. I mean, they just absolutely outplayed yeah. uh, to, to not even like a, a playoff caliber tech team. I mean, what what's the what's the number the plus minus from when he went out i mean phoenix is like plus 40 or 50. i mean it's crazy yeah, right it's crazy it's it's you know what the other thing was that i didn't understand why they didn't bring in uh what's his name earlier in the game um God, i'm drawing a leg um the guy that i don't like on the lakers um the power forward from uh the montrez clippers Hero? last year what's that montrez, montrez yeah montrez like drummond first and foremost drummond is the most um he's the player that gets empty points or empty stats you know like he'll get 15 rebounds and 15 points but like did it influence the game like usually it doesn't you know um 
And I was like, why didn't they bring him in? At least like change the energy. Maybe he'll get one offensive rebound and start talking shit, you know, like doing whatever he does to like make the game a little scrappy, make it a little whatever. And they just, he brought him in like in the late in the third. And it was, I thought at that point it was just too late. Like there was just no energy within the rest of the team. So, yeah, you know what? I was, uh, what was it, game four? I think three or four. I can't remember what, but Michael Thompson on the radio was talking about, um, you know, they were down like, it was like 10 or 12. It wasn't significant at that point in time. I forget which game it was, but he was even saying, um, bringing in THT and Montrez. And they said, why not give it yeah. a shot? Some of the other guys aren't making shots. They're not doing much. He said, if you get somebody that comes in off the bench, that could be a little spark plug, even to get you a little four Oh run, a little six Oh run, it changes the complexity of the game. And then some other guys might feed off that energy. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not understanding what's going on. Something in the locker room isn't right with the fact that Montrez can be a six man of the year and then all of a sudden can't get off the bench in this, in this series. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe, maybe the thought is who's he going to guard and stuff, but with how physical he is and stuff, he might just be able to get into Aiton's head a little bit. You never yeah. know change yeah. the complexity of what's going on but him not even getting off the bench is just wild the one thing that uh i was talking to ali earlier today he said the one thing that he's like is that he doesn't play very good screen and roll defense so chris paul would just tear him up you know if chris paul or booker was in uh, in that on that screen they're just gonna abuse him and so that's why they're not but then i was like well chris paul went out what in middle of the second or, or end of the second or whatever it was like all right well you, you at least try him there for those three four minutes to see hey if you, you're already down by 30 you know, give them a run, but didn't anyways, they lost. Um, you have a big game tonight yourself, late, Ooh, uh, Clippers game. versus well, Mavs. It all depends on how healthy Luke is. Cause with that shoulder, he did not, or his neck, whatever they want to call yeah. it, did not look like himself. And man, they got run out of the building. So taking two on the road in LA and then to go home and get two taken from them in Dallas is not what I was hoping or expected. So right. that's going to be a really fun game to watch. And, Hopefully Luca's back to healthy and uh, you know you can you can see two uh, two great teams going at it. Yeah, yeah. We actually uh, a couple of our friends are going to the game, and one of their kids they've named their kid Luca, without like any kind of connection to Dallas or nice. you know Luca. But then they're also rooting for the Clippers. I'm like, you can't. You literally can't. Your no. son is named Luca. You got to go Dallas. Like no matter what. Absolutely. But, yeah, <laughs> it was just funny. Um, okay, so last week's results. Um, so I don't know the spreads for the Saturday and Sunday game. So I'm just going to go as is um, you ended up with plus you only lost one of the four games and that was your team losing. <laughs> um, I actually only won one of my games and that was because my team won <laughs> um, the go. only time that week. So uh, I'm down 200. You're up 600 absolutely Rebound look at that smile week. on your face look at that come smile. On. come on <laughs> so you're at twelve thousand six hundred and fifty. i'm down to seven thousand three hundred okay you're about to double me all right so we got games this week um let's Let, I, I, we're just gonna start with a game tonight why not uh why let's not get it. after it right now let's do it we got we got four games on the on uh tonight um, wizard 76ers, which is a three, one Hawks, Knicks three, one, which is crazy. I didn't think it'd be that way. And then we got Grizzlies jazz three, one, and then Mavs Clippers two, two, who you got, you know what the Clippers are favored by seven and a half. I'm going with the Mavs. I, I think they're going to rebound, um, from that, from that beat down and a couple days of, 
getting in the training room, getting Luca a little bit more healthy. Uh, I could see them winning. If not winning, they might, uh, they're going to cover the seven and a half. So I'm going to go for 300 on that one. Let's go Mavs. All right. All right. I'm going to go with the Wizards. Oh, okay. Because Embiid is out and, um, and what's his name is just, he's Simmons isn't doing what I thought he'd be doing or what any of us thought would be, he'd be doing. Yep. Um, I mean, his free, th- it's incredible how horrible you could be at the free throw line when you're a professional professional and you're quote unquote, a guard. Just don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so I'm just going to bet a hundred, but I'm going to go with the wizards. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, next tomorrow night, we got Denver Blazers. Wow. Was that a crazy game last night? God, can we just stop for a second and, and applause Dame Lillard? I mean, did he just open up the eyes of anyone who, who didn't know about him before? And he's just on a different planet. How, how clutch that guy It's not just how many points and how many threes he makes. You know how many times in big games he's making that three at the end to either send it to overtime or either to to win the game. I swear uh, this dude has ice water in his veins to be able to come up so clutch so many different times. It's it's incredible. He's incredible. Like even we were texting last night about the game and I was just like, why are you not fouling? Why are you even giving him the attempt to take that shot? Because clearly he's going to make it. it. It's not like he's it's a fluke his shot or yeah. his makes it's like just foul him send him to the free throw line and then you make the next play you know because they're gonna it's just gonna be a free throw shooting contest at that point you know i was just like that makes no sense he literally carried that team and if it wasn't for cj stepping out of bounds that like, they would have won that game which well, was the biggest i mean it's 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 an accident like that was yeah. literally a fluke well and the sideline always comes into play for these guys too but you know, you look at it in, in overtime, okay, when he made that, that three again, you got to think he's, he's walking it up the court. How are you not running somebody at him before he even gets to half court? So in my opinion there, he's obviously showing he has an extremely hot hand and his percentage is going to be way higher than anybody else shooting it, even an open three at that point in time. So as a coach, you run another guy at him, you start the scramble ball, you leave the paint, let them dunk it, and you're still up by one, and they're going to foul you again. Extend the game. That's fine. Let an open guy who hasn't shot the ball in maybe 10 minutes, if he hits an open three and sends it overtime, hey, kudos to that guy. Do not let Dame take any type of attempt in that situation. I, I, I can't imagine how that was not a you know, coaching mistake or either a play didn't hear that they're supposed to double. I can't imagine a coach but did like not say twice. It wasn't once. It was literally twice. <laughs> so yeah. So after the first time, how can that not be talked about at right? the free throw line? If he gets it right now and we're up three, run at him early and get it out of his hands. Nobody even came. I'm looking at the stats right now. No one shot above 50%. No one on that team shot above 50% for the game. The closest anybody got shooting 50% was Covington, who's five for 10. Yes, 50%. But three for six from three. Nobody else was close to that. CJ, seven for 22. Two for eight from the three. Like, let anybody else touch the ball. Anybody, wide open three. It doesn't matter. 
If they if they hit it, good for them. Yeah. Do not let the guy who is just an assassin almost take you out again. And they should have won that game. That's that's crazy how um, th- you know the supporting cast could not come up with more than one bucket right in the, in the overtime. Right, they're it's one just, for fourteen. Everybody besides Dame. Yeah, it was it was there was one point at the stats. I I, I heard the announcer say he was seven for ten from three. Yeah. How are you not double teaming him? Like. Like right now, Lakers, look, they're doing a lot of shit wrong. But when Booker starts catching on fire, they send two guys at him. They just send like you, anybody else beat us. Anybody else. We're, we're trying not to have you score at this point. Last night he destroyed them, but. <laughs> he did 12 for 17 from three. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like wow. nobody else on that team shot above 50% in the game. And he's shooting above 50 in three pointers, you know? Well, as much as I want to talk about, hey, that's a poor coaching decision, um, they won the game. So yeah. whatever yeah. Malone was doing with, uh, you know, with the Nuggets, I give kudos to them. They got yeah. punched a few times and very easily a weak-minded team, you know, after going to overtime or even the second overtime would have said, screw it, it's not our night. But they kept punching back and um, got the lead and didn't give it up. So you got to give a little bit of credit to, you know, his coaching staff, whereas I think they made a stupid play not uh, running at him on defense, but uh, still put their guys in a situation to win uh, a highly contested game, which was uh, very, very big. All righty. So uh, <laughs> Nuggets, Blazers, Lakers, Sun, what you got? Oh, my God. I, you got to go. You got to go Blazers right now. The way this series is going, I love this series. And there could be nothing else that can happen besides a game seven. It has to go game seven. So I'm going uh, with the Blazers for 100. Blazers, they are favorite. Uh, Five-point five favorite, points. it looks like, yeah. So you're going to bet a hundred bucks on that. All righty. All righty. Well, I'm going with my Lakers. They are favored by two and I'm going all out, homie. I'm going, I'm going two grand on the Lakers. Look, if the Lakers lose, I'm just going to be like angry, petty, petty resident resident of the playoffs. So, (laughs) okay. Wow, he's going definitely all in two G's. Okay. All in two G's, baby. Look, if the Lakers lose, I got nothing else to play for. So, well, good luck. Um, and then we got Friday. We got another four game schedule. It's the same four as tonight. Knicks. Hawks. Right, well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick a different game on that one. Okay. Uh, well, actually, you know what? We won't know yet on that one because. Yeah. Well, no, you will. Because that's two two. It's the only one that's two two. Oh, only one is Mavericks uh, Clipper. So but I don't technically, know. we really should. Well, let's wait. We'll announce. We'll make our bets for this one later on because we good. may. Some of them might be over by Friday. You got it. And then let's see what Saturday would be. Potential. Yeah. Well, we can bet on. But we'll we'll wait for the rest of the bets because we don't know how the players are going to go out in the next couple of days. So sounds good. We'll wait for the rest of the other two, but we will announce it on our Instagram if you're not following. Um. Okay, let's go to other major news. Celtics lose. Miami loses. My first question to you is, was last year's Miami a fluke? Um, I, I think it was a case of they got hot at the right time. They gelled together defensively at the right time. And you had some players, um, I mean, just, just playing out of their mind, you had Tyler Hero, who looked like, the next future all-star of the NBA last year in the bubble. And then now all of a sudden kind of come back to life a little bit. So, uh, you know, maybe a little fluke, maybe, you know, you had a case of 
a team that really gelled together at the, you know, at the right time. Um, yeah, I don't want to say Oladipo is a factor in there, but you bring another guy into the mix, some of the chemistry kind of falls off a little bit, right? Especially yeah. another another star. So I don't want to say it's his fault or anything, but um, yeah, that could have something to do with it. Uh, I was going to say um, not just that, that they just kind of, the bubble kind of maybe helped the young kids kind of, you know, the Miami life wasn't, they weren't exposed to, they were in a bubble. They were all like, there was no other things to distract them. But they okay. lost a couple of players. You know, Jay Crowder could not miss last year against Milwaukee. They Absolutely. He he's, a, he's a huge factor in, in any series. And you can see it right now. Yeah. How he gets in people's head. He's big. He's physical. And with that mentality, when you have him right next to Jimmy Butler and Bam, those three defensively, that's a very formidable force. Yeah. And so they, they lost that. Um, and I think, yeah, uh, I just I think they just clicked at the right time. And I think it was just the right place, the right time. And, um, uh, and on some levels they got out coached or, uh, Milwaukee got out coached, but this year they came, you know, this season, they said all season was a test trap for all the different ways. They're going to try to play defense and offense. And it clearly worked for them. They swept Miami and there was only one game that was close yeah. game one. And I think just winning that one game gave him the confidence of all right we know what the hell we're doing we got this and they just yeah. steamrolled through the rest of the other games so yeah it was a you know i don't want to say oh miami's done or anything but uh moving forward i think they need to move on from ariza and Igadala and get a little younger with that i mean that's two of the guys that you kind of replace some of the other guys with from last year and um i mean they're great vets and so forth but i, I think they're a little, little too old for what you were looking for defensively yeah, no, I agree. And then um, the other thing was that's exactly what the reverse of Milwaukee did. There are three guys off the bench, and I forgot. Uh, I know it was, uh, George Hill, um, and they had two other guys. Oh, um, uh, Marvin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams. And that another guy. Two of those three guys retired. They were old to what they went young. They're now they're relying on their younger players this season and they were being efficient. They were doing what they needed to do. And that's Miami was going the opposite. They brought all these older wing veterans. And I mean, there's a reason those guys, nobody really was trying to pick them up. They were at the end of their careers. Either you can have them on the bench. It'd be more of a kind of like. Uh, veteran you already, the, you already have that guy Udonis Haslam exactly why do you, why do you need exactly. another guy yeah and so so uh but so do they do you think they try to go all out and sign my uh, uh butler give him a max do you give max a butler he's 32 um yeah and the and the reason I say yes is what's your alternative like like right now I mean he he's shown what he can bring to the table how his dedication to his craft and he can bring other guys up, right? He can be a, a role model, um, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's just, uh, you know, in practice every day, uh, grinding out, he, he can, he could be that guy. So I say, yes. Um, if you let him go, you may fall into this deep, deep hole where you don't have a bona fide superstar for the next, five, 10 years until you strike gold in a draft. Yeah. So I, I think you almost have to at this point in time and hope that he attracts, you know, a couple of other guys with him. Well, uh, the theory is that if they can sign him, they're going to try to get Kawhi to come. 
And I mean, that's a very nice little uh, two, three. I mean, that's an upgrade for Kawhi on his uh, teammate. You go yeah. from, you know, PG to a, a guy that's very similar to you, who's just on court play speaks for itself. But do you, but do you see that happening though? Like really, do you see Kawhi in Miami? Did you I, see I, Kawhi in uh, in uh, a Clipper? Like I didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's coming home a little bit, though. I, I just, you know, if they had a team in San Diego, you could see him going there. But just going cross country to Miami, his quiet demeanor, I just don't see him, you know, that appealing to him personally. What about Kyle Lowry? Do you think he's that would already, make a difference already, for Miami? He's already won the championships. Um, so I don't think he's chasing those to where he's going to have to say, hey, I have to team up with another guy. Um, so I don't think Kawhi will will do that personally. Now, you no, mentioned... That's just that. That's what the rumors are: is that they're going to sign him and they're going to try to get Kawhi to come over, and um, and then they're going to try to sign Kyle Lowry. So that's nice little one, two, three, basically. What's uh, happening to Oladipo? Oladipo, I mean, he's they didn't sign him. He's a free agent. Okay. They traded for him and then they're going to sign him, but he's injured, so they might sign him, but he's not going to get like a max now. He's probably going to yeah, get. Yeah. A, I mean, if he's smart, he would bet on himself sign like a one-year or two-year deal and then hopefully he picks up his play and signs a max you know yeah that's true yeah i don't uh, i don't really know i know we talked about this before but that wasn't a great decision i can't remember what they gave up for uh, they really for didn't him. give up anything for him they just gave yeah. up some but i i mean at the end of the day houston made the benefits out of it because he didn't want to be there he was going to yeah. sign there so they got something for nothing basically yeah. you know for sure. Um, well, that'd be interesting, you know, the offseason for some of these teams, um, what they're going to do. I mean, you mentioned the Celtics as well, making a huge splash with Brad Stevens ooh. going to basically run the, you know, run the team now instead of coaching. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's kind of out of left field now. Yeah, it's like, well, first, I never thought Danny Ainge was a good GM. I think he got overhyped. He got a, he had all these draft picks that he got from trading uh, Paul Pierce and Garnett and this and that. And out of all of those, he got two very good players. But in between all that, he could have made bigger trades to get better quality players instead of Kemba Walker. And, um, you know, he could have got he, this team could have made it past this round. They could have been high up seed and made a bigger splash. They could have been a four or five easy, you know, in the East. Um, so I think he was overrated. I don't know why you put Brad Stevens as unless Brad Stevens like, hey, I'm done. Like this is. This is too much stress for me. I, I don't, you know, maybe uh, I'm not getting through to these players, this, whatever it is. But I don't, why would you put him at basketball? He knows nothing about, or, like, NBA, any of that stuff. Well, there, there's a lot of guys randomly that get put in certain positions um, where outside in, we don't think it's the, it's the right play. You know, we don't know. I mean, he's got a, he's got a good basketball mind, right? um had success in college he's come there he had success so whether we believe it or not i mean the celtics weren't, weren't they in the conference finals like three out of the last four or five years so i mean uh, something like that i yeah. mean they they had some success and let's let's talk a little bit about um you know you could say a little bit unlucky too i mean gordon hayward his first minute as a celtic basically has a severe injury so yeah. what, what's to say you know that first year when they had him and they had uh you know tatum Tyree, as well and yeah. Brown, I mean, that they're that they're not 
doing more damage if he doesn't get hurt. So, you know, a little bit of bad luck. And then Kyrie decides to space out for, for that year and not like the city, which, you know, sure. Those things happen. So, uh, I mean, they've had the opportunities with some, with some talent and, you know, we'll, we'll see, but uh, it's going to be interesting to see what, what he decides to do since yeah. he was a coach now understanding basically getting to the front office and saying, um, Hey, this is what we need. I was on the sideline and watched specifically our deficiencies and this is what we need. So yeah. who knows, maybe that is the new strategy uh, to say, take a guy that has, that was there the year before and he could talk about what's going to get his team over the hump, obviously getting a big guy, you know, a couple guys that can do some damage and stretch the floor a little bit. Yeah. Isn't it weird? And obviously a couple of these are fluke injuries, but I, I'm always curious how some organizations have players constantly get injured and not recover in a, in a normal range of recovery time. And I feel like Boston is one of those teams like Kemba Walker wasn't known for being injured prone, but since he's been on this team, he's been injured. Yeah. Is like uh, same thing with uh, the Pelicans for the longest time. Their Pelicans training staff was the same training staff as the New Orleans Saints. Hmm. The ownership was too cheap to have two separate training staff. So they just had the football training staff and you can't. And that's why a lot of these guys would get injured and then not recover in time because they weren't being <laughs> recovering the way you're supposed to for NBA, you know, court as opposed to a football court. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. Like some of the shit that happens, but um some of it, I think, is just that. Um, but some of it, like, a lot of the new GMs are ex-agents, right? Yeah. They just know the contracts, and they know, you know, they have connections with players all over the league. He's only been a coach for one NBA team, and f- you'd assume, for the most part, doesn't know the contract system within the league, you know? Yeah. And to put him in that role, obviously he's going to hire the right people and he's going to be informed and knowledgeable. But the question is now, do you think the Celtics coaching job is a desirable job? Yes. It's always going to be a desirable job because of the, of the franchise itself. I mean, the Boston Celtics um, are one of the stored franchises in, in the NBA and it doesn't matter if it's, if it's down, it's, it's always going to be, it's like saying during the, the last 10 years, right? Pre-LeBron when they were really in a bad place right now. Is that still a desirable spot? Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's the Lakers, right? Yeah, but um, you know what? I, I feel like like during that era, the high-end coaches, I don't think were thinking to take it unless they were getting a star with them. Now, Celtics have a star. They have multiple stars. Have and multiple stars. let's be honest, if you don't have Brown going down to injury right now, um, they, they potentially are moving on yeah. as well. I mean, they are, they're a force. I'm yeah. sorry with those two right there. And then you had Marcus smart on the perimeter with those guys. That is a dangerous yeah. three right there. And then when, if Kemba is healthy, those are four really quality, really quality players that a coach is going to want to come in and say, I have Tatum and Brown both being so young. Absolutely. The jobs that I don't want to take are the ones where I'm, going to be last place the sacramento kings and i may have two years on a contract before i get bounced the celtics if you're there and you can turn it around turn it into a championship man celtics that fan base is going to be loyal forever i'm going to say this i feel like there's two coaches that are going to come up in this uh, coaching search it's going to be mikhail kevin mikhail and i feel like luke 
Walton's going to get fired in uh, Sacramento and he's going to be a candidate. No, just not for this, not for the Celtics. Just watch. No way. He, he's not. I don't think he's gonna get it. I'm just gonna say he's go. His name is going to be dropped in that uh, coaches interview circle thing. Yeah, they'll throw thirty coaches in that just to just to throw his name in there. But there's no way he's gonna be the Celtics head coach from a from a Laker to coach the Celtics. Get out of here. But he got fired as a Laker. <laughs> he's just like. I, he just watch. I'm telling you, any any new. I feel like there's gonna be a couple of coaches that are gonna get fired after this season, and uh, he's gonna be one that's gonna be in consideration. And if not, he'll be an assistant somewhere real quick, like in a second assistant or a first assistant. But, Who's been out of the league for one to two years that could do that? To what? To coach. Well, I, I right off top of my hat, Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni. Okay. Could you yeah. imagine him? in Boston with that roster with some of those cards. That's interesting as well. That's what I'm saying. That could be a very nice little run with, and then he goes against his, his team that just basically beat him. you know? <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, these, these are the type of things that are fun to, to truly think about is you bring in a, a coach that can fit the specific personnel that you, that you have on your team, you know, guard heavy and you're up and down and, um, yeah, it, that that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to see how Brad Stevens works his magic and bring in some of the talent uh, yeah. to go alongside his core. So that's actually it's gonna be a pretty fun offseason to see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this. I know this is kind of off topic, but all the crazy fan stupidity that's been happening. You think it's COVID related? You think it's just people? I, I'm going to go with people who are just stupid and they have all this built up energy. And that's why this summer is going to be chaos because people have been stuck at home for so long. They don't even know how to act in society anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't even know how to, how to rank it. Like put 50% of it. It was the COVID 40% is they're stupid. 10% is they're tired. Like I, I don't know where to really rank it. Um, I mean, yes, this last year there has been, so much going on in, in the world and, and everywhere where people are frustrated. Um, but to lash out and do silly things, I guess, throwing popcorn and uh, water bottles and like, it's just outrageous. Um, and it's getting to a point where it, it makes me sad to think that will there ever be a day? I mean, if this continues and if it does get worse and worse and worse, right. Um, where will the players be playing behind like plexiglass where right. fans literally have no ability to throw something to touch them to whatever i mean could it ever get to that point where yeah. there's this plexiglass between everything kind of like kind of like hockey yeah right well i mean i don't know if you ever been to international soccer but we went to one this is like this is 15 15 16 years ago and it was like a local soccer team this wasn't even like the premier league whatever the away teams comes in the way teams crowd fans come in surrounded by SWAT and they get put into basically a caged area where people can't throw shit at them and they can't throw shit at people. And it's like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is fucking insane. Like, and they're just chanting the most horrific things to the opposite team, you know? And all of a sudden you see flares going off in the middle of the, in the middle of the stadium. It's just fucking insane. But the uh, like other countries and other cultures 
kind of have accepted the away team is going to be ruthless. And so we have to either protect them and or protect our own fans. And they yeah. just separate them. They completely separate the two. Yeah, you you have to, especially, um, you know, with soccer overseas, it, it is that way. And I've watched a lot of games where, you know, some movies and stuff where you have like the hooligans and all that stuff. And yeah. they're crazy. They are great fans and they're crazy for their local teams and their local, you know, football clubs and everything. But if you did, can you imagine doing that in the States here? No. Can you imagine going to a Dodger angel game and you have, you have to separate it like half the stadium, yeah. you can stay over here. And then you have police in between the two. Like all that's doing is building up the tension throughout the whole game. And then after what's going to happen, meet in the parking lot yep. and that's, it's all going to go down. It's, yep. it's yep. crazy. Yep. What the hell yep. is going on yep. where you can't just be a fan for your team and have and just go home for somebody else and then go home. I, I don't yeah. understand. I mean, I'm a diehard fan for my teams too, but there's a point. Yeah, I could talk shit to the opposing player or, or you if your team's playing my team, but at the end of the day, we're still going to cheers a beer and go home. It's not going to yeah. yeah. change my life like, and my team. Losing. I have absolutely no money benefiting me if they win or lose. Like there's no benefit, like unless I'm betting, but like in general, we don't like, we don't have in monetary investments. If they lose, yes, I'm going to be pissed but I don't need to beat you up to justify my pain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that's where you just get so many back to your original point. Is it stupidity? Yeah. You have a lot of stupid people out there, man. And a lot of people that take it to take it to the next level and don't know how to handle their own behaviors. And it's, it's really sad to see uh, yeah, what people well, are saying and what people are doing to some of these athletes and other fans. So this is the other thing that was interesting. Uh, Kevin Garnett came out saying, well, he shouldn't have stomped on the logo in the middle of the court. It was like, you know, Kevin Garnett was probably the most disrespectful person on the court. You're the last person that has the right to say this shit, right? No, man. Let's just, once again, trying to be relevant. Trying to say something to get yourself in the spotlight. Because absolutely, Kevin Garnett, be quiet. I remember uh, when, I will never forget. I remember when they were playing the 70s, uh, the Sacramento Kings. This is when Vlade was on that team. This is the early 2000s. And there, Minnesota was playing them, and it was like game seven. And he's like, we're going to war. I'm bringing my bazookas and my grenades to a player whose country was in war. And Vlade was like, he has no idea what war is. He's just talking out of his ass. He's just an idiot. Yeah. And Garnett never apologized for it, never like uh, admitted. like You literally are comparing a basketball game to war when the opposing player's country is in war. Yeah, when family is in danger and he's actually having to live these terrible things and you're making a comparison to a freaking basketball game. Basketball game. Get out of here. A 48-minute game. <laughs> Get out of here. And yeah, you know what, though, what Kyrie did? Sure, I don't I don't like that. I think that was that was kind of petty also. Um, you know, move on. But, hey, the Celtics players had a chance to do something. If they That's see, the if thing. They, the Celtics players happen, should have done. Yeah, they, exactly. If they see it happen, then you know what? Then go, then go run out and knock him on his ass and get a technical for it and then yep. move on. Exactly. But you're going to let it happen, kind of like a football game where those guys go to, you know, the 50-yard line and, and stomp on your, your yeah, logo. Yeah, you got, you got people from the other, other team sprinting towards them and tackling yep. them, and, um, and then it ends there. But if you're going to let it happen as the players, shit, it, it's, it's kind of sad to see, too, how much yeah. respect the Celtic players have for their own their own place if they're not going to go out and protect it and knock the guy on his ass yep. you, you would think if nothing else he the... comes down the lane he should have get a forearm yep. straight to the back. 
Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It was like, if you didn't see it, the app, because it was after the game, the very next game, as soon as he steps on the court, as soon as the ball gets tipped, you just give him a forearm to the chest. Like, don't do that shit again. Yeah. Ends it. I don't need a Respect, fan to throw a right bottle there. at him. I don't need a fan to justify my actions on the court. You know, that, that's like their place of office. You leave that sure. alone, you know? So uh, a lot of craziness this week, um, but a lot of injuries. You mentioned uh, Luca. I mentioned AD, Paul, jo- uh, 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 Chris Paul again last night with his shoulder. Embiid. What's that? Joel Embiid as well. Joel Embiid. What's going on with all these guys? There, it's I. I don't know if it's if it's normal. I I feel like some of these like once again, Chris Paul's had injuries. We look. I think I looked it up. 2012, 2014, 15, yeah. 17. Like he, every time there's a playoff, something happens with his body. Unfortunate bad luck where he gets injured. But Embiid, same thing. I mean, all these guys except for Luca, uh, constantly do get injured. Yeah. And it's, it's something where they got to think about when they look into invest all this money in these players, um, if they're injury prone, it's just sad to see, you know, when it comes down to a playoff time and sure playoffs, it, it's always, there's injuries that come into play. I mean, you got, for God's sakes, um, uh, what Jamal Murray's out, right. Yep. The oh, yeah. Are yeah. On, on pace to have a championship level team and then he's out. So that kind of sucks. So same thing's happening with the Sixers. I mean, uh, who knows if Embiid, if it's if he doesn't come back the same as he was before, yeah. um, the Bucks might be able to steamroll through them. I mean, who knows what today and tomorrow is going to bring? Yeah. Uh, during the next game, one of the guys on the Bucks or somebody else, uh, you know, you definitely hope it doesn't happen like this. But it's part of every sport. Uh, yeah. Injuries is, you know, what kind of makes and breaks championships. Sometimes, uh, yeah. you're very fortunate if you make it through a playoff run without any major injury. So. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. That's it's most of the teams that make those consistent runs to the finals are fortunate, like, you know, Warriors and um, all the LeBron teams, all their main core guys weren't injured for the most part until they got to the finals with LeBron's teams. But the Bulls back in the day, the Lakers back in the day, when they were making those runs, they weren't they kept their core together and, you know, often. Yeah. And and maybe I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just not publicized as much. But do you ever remember Pippen or Jordan during their whole time together, any of them missing significant time due no. to an injury? No, but Jordan and Scotty, we looked it up because what was Iden's never when they had those three, whoever the three was with uh, Horace Rodman Grant or, or Rodman, yeah. never missed a playoff game. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm thinking back also, and I'm like, God, I just always remember every game mm-hmm. watching those guys play. Yeah. Same thing with like Malone and Stockton. Yeah, I, I don't ever remember like a series no. where they didn't play because of an injury or something like that. And I and Kobe, same so thing, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you could say same thing with the Spurs with Parker Ginobili Ginobili would miss a game here or two, but he'd be in the series at some point, you know, and Duncan never missed any. I don't remember any of those, you know, and if he did, he would just miss the entire season. He, it wasn't just like, you know, one series, he was just missing the entire playoffs or something like that. So you is know? it the style of play that you think has changed um, the injuries? And what I mean by that is back in the day, you kind of walk it up the court, right? You dump it into a big man. Some guys sit around the perimeter. If he kicks it out, you shoot a three. If not, now with so much uh, perimeter play, so much slashing, attacking the rim and dunks everywhere, like, I I don't know. Maybe, Maybe that has something to do with how many injuries where 
per possession or per 48 minutes, there's just so many more opportunities for these guys to get injured based on the way they're playing. Like back in the day, we walk it up, you throw it into Patrick Ewing, you're going to stand on the perimeter for eight seconds and you're going to run the other way because he's going to do a shot or whatever, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. It, the offense is getting so much more. I expensive. agree on that. I also, because just my own little mini research, I also think it's the shoes that they wear mm. are so much more advanced, whatever, yeah. that these guys, when you stop, you stop. You know, when you put on the brakes and you're cutting, you stop. Well, you have all this force putting on one ligament, one yeah. tendon. Snap. That's it. Uh -huh. You know, they've built these shoes to stop and jump and, you know, do all these different things. But the human body hasn't developed to the pace that this technology has. And so, therefore, you're not able to. I That's how I think. Like, I, I read this book where they basically explained how nike and their running shoes destroyed running and they saw more achilles tears and more uh tendonitis because you changed your running form and so all these things are changing the way the human body adjusts and you know when you stop on a dime and your body's putting you know you're 280 and you stop going you know 10 miles an hour you stop yeah that ligament is only three inches long and it's only what a millimeter thick it's going to tear you know well, and, that, and that does it and that uh is very interesting i think that does align kind of with the the style of what we're talking about is it's up exactly. And down exactly so much more yeah whereas before you're they're kind of trotting up setting up in a half court offense and for the most part a lot of guys are standing still i mean yeah the triangle yeah. offense i mean a little bit of movement here and there but there's just so much flow back up and down right now yeah. um with how much athleticism these guys have switch in direction so quick like that jump in things like yeah. that so yeah um i mean it's i i believe it has something to do with the with the style of play. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean that yeah. that definitely leads to it because you're just creating more possessions right the more possessions you have the more movement you have there's more potential of getting injured that's just but, but even just the the way that they attack and they do different things on the court these days uh just more opp more opportunity to you're right to land wrong or to that need to kind of you know see i would think on some levels the old way Everyone was crammed into the uh, key, right? All these players, how do you all jump and land and not roll your ankle on somebody's foot? You know, like th th that's the other side of it. Like now the court is more spread. So the chances of you landing on somebody is less, but, well, and like back in the day, What's that? Had more sprained ankles, but less ACLs. I don't know. Maybe. We'll yeah. Maybe, maybe you're out for more like two to three weeks as opposed to two, three months, something like that, you know? So it could be, it could be. Uh, okay. What time is it? Game time. All righty. I'm going to have a quick game. Um, it's very simple. Uh, NBA players with the most playoff wins, top 10. All right. This should be easy. Um, okay. So we're going to go with LeBron. Yep. Number one. Um, we're going to go with Kobe. Kobe, surprisingly, number nine. Number nine. Okay. We're going to go with, uh, with MJ. MJ, not on the top 10. Interesting. Okay. Maybe just because so many years, uh, we're going to go Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, number three, you're on the right, uh, direction. Okay. Um, can we say David Robinson? Nope. With him? Nope. 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 How about Shaquille O'Neal? Number 10. Keep okay. with the Duncan theme. Okay. Tony Parker. 
Yeah, number six. All right. Um, I do want to say, God, they were in it for a long time. How about Carl Malone? Just outside. Nope. That would have been a close one for me. Because remember, they didn't make long runs. They would get to the playoffs, but then they'd lose in the first or second round most of the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to think, not only did they make it to the playoffs, but like made long runs to the playoffs or to, through well, then, the playoffs. Then let's go with, you know, Kareem. Kareem is number five. What about Magic? Just outside the top 10, number oh. 11. Wow, he did there, huh? Uh, a teammate of Kobe and uh, Shaq's. Shit, how many of those? Two be? teammates. Derek Fisher, maybe? Derek Fisher, number two. Number two all-time wins? Number in two all-time, because then he went to uh, he went to uh, Utah, and then he, he every team he went to, he was just towards whatever, was making huge long runs. So, yeah. Wow, that's crazy that he was in. I'm trying to think of who else was in the league for so long. It's got to be maybe a, maybe a Celtic now. Larry uh, no Celtics, but I will say this. The guy that made one of the most iconic shots for Laker history. Uh, Robert Big Ory. shot. Robert Ory. Yep, number four. All right, who, who am I missing on that list? Because that's, uh, that's You got cool. Pippen at number seven. Okay. And then you have Ginobili at number eight, and that was it. Okay, so you had the three-headed monster for the Spurs. Pippen made it because during the time MJ was gone, he he went to Portland also. And yep, and then he was on um, Houston for those in-between yeah. years and all that stuff. So uh, basically, mm. it was basically Lakers and uh, you can say Lakers and uh, the Spurs. And then so quickly run down that list then. So you got LeBron. So it goes, the order goes LeBron, Derek Fisher, Duncan, Ori, Kareem. Tony, Pippen, uh, Ginobili, Kobe, Shaq. Okay. And then just so you know, after that, it went Magic, uh, Byron Scott, Jordan, Dennis Rodman. Got it. Wow, that's a a pretty good list. I hadn't hadn't even thought about that one before. The first, that's the crazy part. The first Celtic, quote-unquote Celtic, was Danny Ainge, and he's like at 16. And then the next was John Havlicek. Yep. Were they, well, here's the thing too. Did they have one less round? I feel like, um, I don't and, know. And wasn't the, and wasn't the first round, uh, to best five, of five. best of five. Yeah. Best it was best of five, five back in the day. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah. But that's, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like Derek Fisher was so far up there. Robert Ory was number four, you know? That's yeah. Just you insane. just, you know, you, I, I didn't even think about Derek Fisher, uh, but yeah, he was there for so many things. You can think about big shot Rob. Cause he, man, he was, um, I mean, after you say it, I'm like, oh God, how did I not think about him? But uh, yeah, yeah I mean, before he came to the Lakers, he was on those Houston teams going to the finals. Right. And then he came to the Lakers and made what five straight runs. And then he went to the Spurs and won a couple of championships over there too. So talk about a winner. That's like, why it, uh, Tom Janovich was like, he should be a hall of famer. I, I mean, you talk about somebody that makes your team better. Like that guy, everywhere he went. You, you say that type of stuff about who? LeBron? About, I mean, the only other person I can say that to is Chris Paul. So, and, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't necessarily win you, the, to the, but he makes sure your team is relevant and successful to playoff runs. Yeah. He may not make it through the playoffs, but he'll get you to the playoffs. So, yeah, that's crazy to think how really good uh, Big Shot Rob really Big Shot is. Rob, and, uh, baby. Man. Yeah, that's the man right there. All right. Thank you for listening. We will throw out our last two picks later on this week. 
Uh, good luck to you, my man, tonight. I am rooting Big game for the tonight. Mavericks. Big game tonight, and I hope um, the Lakers can do something good for you tomorrow. <laughs> really Dude, either I'm going big and you're coming back up, or I'm just sinking. So I would hate for you to be so down for the rest of the playoffs. So I'm kind of hoping they win tomorrow. We <laughs> extended it one more day. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.